Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Want to do a podcast? Actually, I think it's time we sync up with someone else. Hi, everyone. I am Erin Bogdan, and welcome to Sync Ups with Cycle Chats, a space for women to be educated, empowered, and inspired. And my intention with this four-part Sync Up series is for this to be a journey back home to yourself, one where you can unplug from the life that you think you should be living and instead connect and plug into a life where you can be free to be you and create a life of deep happiness, peace, and freedom. And as an authenticity and confidence coach, I coach, guide, and inspire unfulfilled go-getters and high achievers to ditch their self-doubt, to ditch their not good enough mindset, and to become their most confident, their most capable, their most authentic self. And if you listen to each episode in this series, which I hope that you will, this is the last one. I'm so excited to be here, to be talking to you about episode four. But if you listen to each episode in this series, I can personally guarantee that you will walk away feeling more deeply connected to your truth and to yourself and to be open to live and embody that in the world. So this is so bittersweet because as I said, this is episode four and I can't wait to dive right in. This episode, we're talking all about joy and I'll share a bit more in a moment. But first, in case you haven't listened, I want to tell you where we have been. So episode one, we focused on who are you really and how do you actually tap into the essence and the truth of who you really are. On episode two, we talked about how to have the awareness that the person that you've been showing up as is not the truth of who you are. And the reason that you've been showing up as that person is to receive likely some form of love, validation, and approval. And so I talked to you about how to unplug from seeking external validation and how we can actually start to love ourselves and give ourselves the very thing that we have been seeking. And that all stems from cultivating this deep, luscious relationship with you. Episode three, we dove into cultivating self-trust and why it's so important to cultivate safety in our body, which helps us to get out of our head and connect into our heart, which is the precursor for our healing journey is we can't heal at the level of our mind. Healing happens at the level of the body. And so why it's so important to cultivate and create safety in the body so we can move through the emotions that so many of us have shoved down or suppressed and create space for the very things that we desire to say yes to in our life. And so episode four is all about how do we actually radiate as our most confident, as our most capable, as our most authentic self. And what we often don't realize is that joy is the catalyst for this police. And I just want to play a song for a moment. I want to have us tapped into joy overall. This is one of my favorite songs that every time I'm celebrating myself, celebrating my wins, I play this song and I want to give you the honor and the privilege of hearing it for a moment. But I feel better when I'm dancing. What better way to let This 
energy of joy. So I want you to imagine for a moment, what would it feel like? How amazing would it be to wake up in the morning and to be so damn excited to get out of bed? Like you have so much excitement and joy. You can't even contain yourself that you can't wait to jump out of bed in the morning and you feel lit up and you feel on fire and you feel inspired and you feel excited and you're like, I can't wait to put my feet on the ground and to get going, right? But for often, for so many of us, that is not our reality. We dread getting out of bed. I know I have in the past where I feel exhausted and drained and I don't feel like I've had enough sleep and I need more sleep, right? And so how do we create that reality? How do we say yes to our joy and how do we feel lit up and on fire and inspired and passionate and lit up and ready to go and roaring and just how do we experience that, right? And the answer is joy. But like, how do you go from one extreme of a reality to another? And the answer is you don't, (laughs) which we're going to talk about today, like the practical steps. How do we turn ourselves on to experience joy on the daily? And how do we tap into that frequency and into that energy? So first, what we're going to do is spend some time around busting through some of the myths that we've been taught around our joy. Because I know some of you are listening and you're thinking, Aaron, I don't have no time for that BS. I have no time for joy. I have no time. I'm already busy. I'm crazy, right? And so we're going to talk through, we're going to bust through some myths around what we've been taught and what we've inherited and what we now believe related to our joy. And let's start there. Myth number one, I have no time, Erin. I have no time for joy. And look, I sympathize with you, okay? I have a five-year-old. I have a booming business. I have lots of things that I need to focus on that demand my attention. I have my husband, right? I have all these different things that, and I, and I have the things that I want to do that light me up on fire fire and fulfill and nourish me. So I get it. I have no time, right? Like, yeah, that's a story. (laughs) That's a fun story we can plug into for a little bit. But the reality is that we create time for what we value, period. We create time for what we value. And so some part of us learn not to value our joy. Joy is not productive, which we're gonna get into that into a moment. But it's like, yeah, some part of us learn that we don't value joy. And so therefore we have no time for joy. And the key to switching this is to number one, understand the excuses that automatically will come up within ourselves that we give ourselves as to why we don't have time for joy. And I can say to you, you know, I was getting lunch with a friend this weekend and we were talking about this topic and there are some things she was sharing that they're autopilot excuses, right? That that keep us safe, that keep us in our comfort zone, that keep us where we are. And it was, I think, even specifically around creating time for something that would feel good to her. It's like, do you want to keep telling yourself excuses? Do you want to keep running the same excuses on autopilot and tell yourself not today, not today, not today because of this, 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 and that, which to some degree, they may be a valid excuse, but ultimately you get to decide, or do you want to be happy? Do you want to be happy? And most of us want to be happy. And the thing that got us to where we are, isn't going to get us to our next level, isn't going to create the happiness that we seek and that we desire. So it requires some change, right? And so it starts with ditching the excuses that we can go into a million excuses and decide, do we want to keep telling ourselves these excuses or do we want to decide that we want to be happy? And do I actually want to choose my happiness over the excuse that I don't have time? Because I can tell you as a busy entrepreneur who's also a mom, I have the least amount of time right now in my life that I've ever had. And yet I still find time to do things that bring me joy. I think back to being single. I think back to having no kids and I thought then I had no time. And I'm like, man, did I know? 
know? Did I not know? Did I wish? Did I wish that I optimized that time? Because now I really have no time. And I can't even imagine having two kids now. You'd probably have even less time. But it's like, there is always time. We can always carve out time for what we value. It's about learning how to prioritize what's important. So step number one is giving ourselves permission. Giving ourselves permission to say, you know what? I want to prioritize my joy and evaluating where am I spending my time? If you're listening to this and you're a people pleaser or you're on the path to changing your people pleasing tendencies, a lot of the time that I spent in the past was on the shoulds, what I should be doing. Well, I should be doing this. Well, I should be folding the laundry. Well, I should be cleaning up the house. Well, I should be putting away the groceries, right? All the shoulds that I should be doing instead of going outside and having fun, instead of going on the walk, instead of going to the beach, like all these things that I should be doing instead of being present with my daughter, right? And so what I had to do was I realized when I started evaluating, why am I doing the action that I'm doing? Why am I engaging in the behavior that I'm engaging in? Why am I doing the thing that I think I should be doing? Is it to fulfill and nourish and satisfy myself? Or is it to please another person? You know, with the house examples, am I doing this because I want my house to appear neat and tidy and I care what people think? Or am I doing it because folding clothes and putting away laundry brings me joy of the cleanliness that's on the other side of it, which is a possibility. Like you can experience joy from doing mundane tasks because it's bringing you the joy, the satisfaction of the cleanliness, right? But there's a balance. You get to balance. Where am I choosing to spend my time in this moment? And And for me, it's like often the things can wait, you know, I can allow now in this space on this journey, I can allow clothes to sit in a clothes basket folded and I can choose, okay, could put away these clothes in this moment or I could choose going to walk. And I just had this thought Sunday, right? I chose the walk with my daughter because it was nice outside and I hadn't done anything that day earlier to connect with her. And I wanted to connect with her. She was at my mom's overnight and we had a quick lunch when I got home. So it's like, Like we can take our power back and choose where are we spending our time. But first we have to bust the myth that we don't have time because we always have time. Our time is always filled, but you get to choose how am I filling my time and am I doing with things that actually nourish my soul and light my soul on fire and fulfill me up and create joy? Or am I spending it on tasks that I should be doing? I'm not saying that there's things that don't need to be done. Of course, right? Of course the clothes need to go away, but like you get to be in control of when does that happen? Does it need to happen right now in this moment? Or can it wait an hour? Can it wait a day? Can it wait two days, right? You're in control. Myth number two. Myth number two is all about having fun is not productive. This is like my most favorite one. (laughs) I was just talking to someone else yesterday and she was talking to me about how as a kid, she had this passion for the creative arts. She loved singing. She loved acting. She loved playing sports. Like she loved all these things that in her mind she had learned wasn't like productive, you know, wasn't going to produce a specific outcome, wasn't going to help her on her path towards getting a job, going to college. Like there was no purpose behind the joy, right? And she shut off from these activities and from these exercises. And often we do that because we learn somewhere down the line that joy is not productive. As an adult, you know, it's not productive to have fun. Adulting is not supposed to be fun, right? Is is all kind of 
myth in here. You're supposed to have a laundry list of to-dos. You're supposed to go to work. You're supposed to cook dinner. You're supposed to, you know, put food on the dinner table. You're supposed to pay the bills, right? Just adulting, being an adult, we've learned, we've been conditioned to. Being an adult is not fun. Again, if I could curse here, I would. BS, that is such BS because it is your birthright. I want you to hear this. It is your birthright to have fun, to experience joy. Your experience here in this humanly body is supposed to be heaven on earth, right? Regardless of what religion you subscribe to, it's supposed to be like heaven on earth. You know, you're not supposed to work your entire life and then get to retirement and then have fun and then enjoy life. That's like A backwards. <laughs> A-S-S backwards, right? It's like, no, actually we're supposed to have fun right now, right here in this moment. What if you were to die tomorrow? What if you were to croak tomorrow and you're not experiencing fun, joy, living right now? The whole purpose of life is to live. And when I say living, life is supposed to be lived from a place of joy, fun, pleasure, happiness, ease. And so the belief that it's not productive to have fun is like, that's the whole purpose of life is to have joy. And again, everything's a balance. I'm not saying, well, I am kind of saying in a way, if you find what you love and you do what you love, you're, it's always fun, right? For me, like I love what I do and I have fun doing it. So yeah, I mean, ultimately I do think that is our purpose. You might be in a position, you know, where let's say if I were a couple years ago when I was in a corporate role, I can still not be fully fulfilled in my corporate job and still have fun. That's how you get to where you're meant to be going is because you slowly start to turn on having fun. You start slowly start to follow what brings you joy, what brings you passion, what lights you up. And yeah, we're going to flow into that as myth number three now is, you know, we've been taught, we've been told that we need to do from the level of our mind. What's most productive is figuring out what do we need to do? Write the to-do list. Where do I want to go? Like on a goal level perspective from the level of the mind. What do I need to do? What needs to get done? Cross it off and operate from that place, from that space of your mind. But actually the most productive thing that you can do is to tap into joy and tap into doing what feels good. And when you operate from the place of doing what feels good, what you don't realize is you enter into a state of flow and flow creates alignment. And when you follow what feels good, you're in this space of just flowing. You know, you're in this space of inspired action. Of You're not taking action from the place of your mind. You're taking action from the place of what's arising in your being from the level of your heart. There's two examples that are present. One is that if you have ever lifted weights, what often instructors have said, and I've heard them say in my weight classes, is that you're conditioning your body, right? In that moment, strengthening your muscles of lifting the weights. That conditioning you're doing to your body and to your muscles is actually lasting another 24 hours. 24 hours after you finished your weightlifting class, it's still working in your body. It's the same thing with joy and flow, right? Like I just finished and creating, like getting it all uploaded and on the back on the back end of my self-paced course, Be Free to Be You. And I had every, all the like course content loaded, and then I just finished the other day, my sales page for it, you know, the, like the front facing page that people would see when they want to learn more about the course. And I was like on such a high because it just felt so good. Like I just had so much joy in getting that out there and get being done with it and having it created and seeing it in physical, tangible form, something that I've been having in my mind, you know, the last couple of months. And it just put me that I finished it maybe Tuesday night. And when I woke up Wednesday, I was still in that state of excitement and flow and the entire day just flowed from that place of being in flow. It just, the entire day just felt this ease and this gracefulness and the 
just flow with it. And that's what life is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be hard. It's supposed to flow. And from this place of grace and ease comes alignment. And then you start attracting people, places, situations, things in your life that are aligned because you're magnetizing these experiences from a place of joy, fun, creativity, inspiration, alignment. And you can get more done with less effort. The second thing that was present was this podcast I listened to a couple years ago, and I don't remember the the name, but the guy was talking about, it was a podcast around high performers, and he was talking about how high performers have something in common that we don't necessarily talk about, and that's they enter into this flow state. You know, he was talking about big wave surfing, and it's like when you ever watch a documentary on a big wave surfer, it's like they get so enthralled in the joy, the thrill, the excitement of catching a big wave that when they're in the wave, it's like time disappears. Everything stands still. They're in the flow. And he talked about how that flow state of an athlete continues again for the next 24 hours. And so it's like your synapses are firing off on all cylinders and you're becoming the most productive, but it's the Tasmanian devil. You're becoming like the Tasmanian devil where you're just like in this cyclone of speeding of, you know, firing things off because you're in this state of flow. And so what I want you to know is joy is the most productive thing that you can do. Following what feels good is the most productive thing that you can do because it creates flow and from flow comes grace, ease, and you do more with less. Life doesn't need to be hard. You don't need to suffer, right? It can be easy and it requires us to rewire our beliefs around what we've been taught about joy and creating space for joy to be alive in our life. So those are the three myths. And I want to share one last piece around this. The three myths are you don't have time for fun. Joy is not productive. And number three is that like the most productive thing to do is to just cross off your to-do versus actually following what feels good and creating a to-do list from the place of what would feel good right now in this moment. And the last piece is if I bring us back to where we started in this conversation, the question that I posed was how amazing would it feel to get out of bed and to be so lit up, so on fire, so inspired. And the truth is the light switch doesn't happen overnight. If you're in a place where you're deeply dissatisfied, deeply unfulfilled, it's not like today you're going to be there and tomorrow you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to pop out of bed, right? But what can happen and what I want you to understand and what I want to leave you with is that you can choose to be happy now, like right now, right in this moment, you can choose to be happy now. And how do you do that? Right. You might be thinking, well, like Aaron, how do I do that? I'm so unhappy. How do I do that? And it's so damn simple. You know what the answer is? is you carve out 10 minutes, start with 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day where you create space and carve out time for joy to do something that feels good. And you might be thinking, well, Aaron, I'm so disconnected from joy. I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to give you a like rattle brain dump of possibilities. And these are just, you know, not many of so many possibilities out there, but something that immediately taps me into joy and everyone's different, but I'm going to share what, what's worked for me, what I've seen work with my clients, dancing, you know, creating space to just be to just dance just turn on a song that you love like I would challenge you right now in this moment once I share this to pause this podcast episode if you don't know what songs turn on turn on Megan Trainer's better when I'm dancing I also love Justin Timberlake's can't stop the feeling right turn on this song and just dance your heart out you can't not be happy when you're dancing just like you can't not be happy when you're smiling so how do you create more happiness in your life you start with 
creating a little bit of happiness in your life. You start with expanding the happiness in this moment that is possible for it to be present, right? So dancing. Another thing is singing. And I'm, you know, not a good singer, but I still sing. I love to sing. It taps me into the energy of joy. It's like, how do I plug into joy for 10 minutes? You know, another thing that I love to do is like Savannah, she's a kid, right? At her purest essence and her innocence. She just like is herself fully and she will belly laughter, like laugh hysterically. She was in the dentist chair today, this morning. And this woman who was a hygienist was sharing how she hates the dentist herself. And Savannah was just laughing, just laugh, started to laugh. And she just made this woman laugh so much. And I'm laughing. We're all laughing. It's like, you can't tap into the energy of laughter and not be happy, right? Go out in nature, go on a walk, go to the beach. I love the beach. You know, for me, I love anything adventurous, canoeing, kayaking. You know, there's things that you can tap into daily. And then there's things that can be more of a stretch where you do it once a blue moon, once a month, once a week, identifying, creating a list. What activities like help me tap into the feeling of freedom or happiness? Like for me, I would start with freedom, right? Horseback riding. I love horseback riding, getting on the back of a motorcycle, whitewater rafting, right? Like, again, these are more adventurous, not everyday things, but it's good to have a mixture of small, simple things I can do in the moment that I can do right now, right here, no cost. To me, just simply laughter, dancing, singing, drawing, creating, journaling. I like vision boarding, exercises, collaging. Like what brings me joy and how can I just start simple and start for 10 minutes a day? And then eventually what happens? You start to feel good and you're like, oh, I want more of this. I want more of this feeling. I want to create more of this feeling. And then you can start with the bigger things of, you know, going on more of an adventure. But the joy, the happiness is available to you right here, right now in this moment. And so there's three questions here that are really powerful that you can ask yourself around creating space for tapping into joy. You can say, what needs to happen for me to commit to my joy daily? Even if it's for 10 minutes a day, what needs to happen for me to commit to my joy daily? Number two, what will it take for me to commit to doing that one thing? What will it take for me to commit to doing that one thing? And number three, what limiting beliefs, what stories do I need to let go of so that I can just do it? So I can just prioritize and tap into my joy, right? And in the beginning, I remember being really uncomfortable when, especially when I transitioned from being in corporate to do, having my own business and having more space in my day. And I felt guilty when my mom or family would have Savannah and I'd be out going on a walk because I thought was like, I should be productive right now, right? I shouldn't be walking. I should be productive. Like, what will she think when she finds out I went on an hour walk, right? Like, how dare I? So like in the beginning, when I started prioritizing my joy, I had to let myself know it's okay it's safe. I can do this. It's okay for me in this moment. I give myself permission in this moment to tune into what feels good because I know on the other side of doing the thing that felt good always came my most creative content. Always came like today being in the state of flow. When I'm in a state of flow, I can just speak and show up and share what wants to be shared, right? Like the things that I reach the most hearts when I'm in a state of joy and fun and pleasure and play and flow. And so there might be some stories and some self-talk that needs to be happening to let yourself know in the beginning, as you're making the switch that it's okay. I can notice the part of me that thinks I need to be quote unquote productive and shouldn't be doing quote unquote this activity. And I can can notice it and I can still let it exist and I can still choose differently and I can still choose the joy because in 10 minutes when you start it's over right and oftentimes you get to the 10 minute mark and you're like you know I don't want to stop and then you keep going so I feel like 
like with all these episodes, I could keep talking. I feel like my cylinders are firing, but I'm going to stop it here. Actually, the last piece around this is it's important to feel the joy and integrate the joy in your body. You know, with the dancing or if you've done gratitude practices, it's important to integrate and feel whatever feeling you're trying to bring more of in your life, the gratitude, the joy. It's important to feel the joy in your body. So when you're dancing, you feel the joy. When you're laughing, you feel the joy, right? It's important to integrate that feeling in your body. And as part of my self pays be free to be you course, there's a on day 17 topics all around joy, but I give a really beautiful meditation that I drop people into their joy through leveraging past memories and allowing that joy to expand in their heart and integrate that joy as a safe feeling in your body because the myths that we hold in our brain say it's not safe to be experiencing joy. And so we have to rewire our brain to let ourselves know, no, it's okay. And it's safe for me to prioritize my joy. It is not selfish. So in closing, this is the final episode. And my hope is that as you listen to each episode in this four-part series, you own a bit more of who you were each time that this is a journey of claiming your worth, unleashing your power and becoming your most confident, your most capable, your most authentic you. And this is the exact path that I walk my clients through. This is the exact journey. Each episode, a different phase we've been touching on that is the culmination of the phases that people go through when they work with me, but also what I'm so excited to distill in my self-paced course around this journeying home to you, right? These are the exact things I dive into in a much deeper way there. And in the meantime, go share this episode with a friend if you found it valuable, if it was impactful, if it spoke something into your heart. Comment on Emily and Stephanie's Instagram page at Cycle Chats and let them know that you listen. Let me know on at It's Erin Bogdan on my social page. And I always love to hear from you. You can email me at any time. Let me know your takeaways at E-R-I-N at Erin Bogdan, B-O-G-D-A-N.com. And until the next beautiful, amazing guest of Sync Up series, we hope you sync up with us next time. So much love. <laughs>